For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part three of the series. Now, looking at the ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser, it's not only to prepare the way of Yahweh and to make his path straight, but to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, it is understood that Elijah will announce the redemption to the house of Jacob in traditional Jewish thought. And so what we're seeing here in the ministry of Yochanan the Immerser is he's announcing the coming of of the Messiah. He's preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah. He thus is announcing preparation for the redemption of the nation of Israel. From the Messiah text by Raphael Patai on page 144, he explains the following, and this is a midrash that is also taken from Rashi's commentary to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 42. Everywhere in the Bible, the name of Jacob is spelled in Hebrew without the Hebrew letter Vav. Everywhere in the Bible that you find the word Jacob, it does not have the Hebrew letter Vav in his name, except for five places where you do find the Hebrew letter Vav in the name of Jacob. And everywhere you have the name of Elijah, the name Elijah is spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav, except for five places where it's not spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav. Why? To teach you that Elijah will come and redeem the seed of Jacob. Jacob took the Vav from the name of Elijah as a pledge and this is the key part of this Midrash, that Elijah will come and announce the redemption of the world to his children. Elijah will announce the coming of the Messiah and the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yochanan the Immerser is a voice crying in the wilderness from Isaiah in chapter 40. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. In those days came Yochanan the Immerser preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he 
that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The voice crying in the wilderness proclaims the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. Because if we look at Isaiah in chapter 40, in verse 1, it begins, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says your God. So in speaking about comforting his people, it says the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. The voice that is crying in the wilderness is crying, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So what is the comfort of his people? It's the end of the exile. It's the coming of King Messiah. It's the Messianic era. It is the defeat of the enemies of Israel. It contains the same themes as what the Holy Spirit prophesied through Zacharias in Luke chapter 1. So now looking at Isaiah in chapter 40, we're going to see what the comfort of his people is associated with. In verses 10 and 11, as it is written, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. It's speaking about the Messiah, that his work is before him. What is his work? He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm. So his work is to gather the lambs, is to gather the exiles of Israel. We can see from Jeremiah chapter 31 how comfort is associated with the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 10 says, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations and declare it in the isles afar off and say, he that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. So the subject is gathering the exiles of Israel. And regarding gathering the exiles of Israel, it says in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 13, then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together. I will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them. The comfort is turning the mourning that is the exile into joy. That is the end of the exile. And the joy of the end of the exile is associated with the virgin rejoicing in the dance, the joy of a wedding. Now, we can see in Jeremiah in chapter 31, verses 15 through 17, we have the setting here that Rachel is weeping for her children. And then it says in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 16, thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping. So what is going to cause Rachel to quit weeping? Well, it goes on to say in the verse that your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they will come again from the land of the enemy. So the return from the land of the enemy or from exile is when Rachel is told that she can quit weeping. And then it goes on to say in verse 17 that there is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. So the end of weeping is when the house of Jacob returns from exile to the land of Israel. And the end of weeping in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 13 is associated with comfort. So comfort is associated with the end of the exile. And the message in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 1 is comfort ye, comfort ye my people, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. Let's summarize this part of the teaching 
which we've covered. The ministry message of Yochanan the Immerser is to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repenting means that you decide to follow Torah, which is the way of Yahweh and his path for our lives. The rabbis foresaw that Elijah would announce the redemption to the house of Jacob. Yochanan the Immerser announced that the kingdom is at hand, which is the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel and usher in the messianic era. The voice of one crying in the wilderness from Isaiah 40 is associated with repenting of your sins and comforting the exiles of Israel through the coming of the Messiah, which is linked with ending the exile. Now, the ministry message of Yeshua from Matthew chapter 4 verse 17 is to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As it is written, from that time Yeshua began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is the kingdom of heaven that is at hand that Yeshua is referring to. It's the role in the reign of King Messiah in the earth, wherein the nation of Israel is no longer in exile, that they have repented of their sins, and they acknowledge the Messiah of Israel, and they are following his Torah. In Matthew in chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, the background here is that the disciples of Yeshua ask him, now how should we be praying? And Yeshua gave the answer and said, after this this manner pray. Pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. What is the coming of the kingdom? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the message of Yeshua is repent for the kingdom is at hand. He taught his disciples to pray that the kingdom comes. And when the kingdom comes, your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is his will? Well, we find that in Psalm chapter 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will oh my God, yea, your Torah is within my heart. So doing his will is his Torah being written on his heart. And when his Torah is written on your heart, that's when his kingdom comes to you. The kingdom of the God of Israel is associated with the ingathering of the exiles. In Acts chapter one, the setting is Yeshua is resurrected and he's appearing to many. As it says in Acts chapter one and verse three, by many infallible It says, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So Yeshua's message is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And what is the kingdom of God that we're supposed to be ready to receive? It's the rule and the reign of Messiah in our hearts and our lives and on the earth. So Yeshua was speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So then he's asked the question in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, when they were come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And so he's being asked, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Well, you restore something that originally was, and then it got into a deteriorated state, and then you're going to restore it to how it originally was. So when did we have the original kingdom of of Israel. It was when David ruled over all 12 tribes from Jerusalem. And King David ruling over all 12 tribes from Jerusalem foreshadows the Messiah ruling over all 12 tribes, wherein the 12 tribes are no longer in exile. So it is seen it's the role and the task of the Messiah to gather the 12 tribes of Israel and thus set up his kingdom. So when Yeshua is on the earth at his first coming, 
the message of the people is to repent because the king is here among you. And if you're ready to receive him, he's here to set up his kingdom. So Yeshua dies at Passover and he's resurrected. He appears to many with infallible proofs. They know he's the Messiah. They know it's the task of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. So they ask him in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, are you going to do it at this time? In Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15, what is associated with repenting is believing the gospel, believing the good news. Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Yeshua came into Galilee preaching the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. It's near. It's upon you. It's within your grasp. Repent and believe that gospel. So the gospel is the Messiah is going to forgive the sins of his people that he's going to end their exile and he's going to set up his kingdom and he's going to be teaching the Torah to all nations and Israel's the head of the nations. That is the good news that they were to believe that was at hand. So once again, going over, what is the gospel of the kingdom? It's to repent of your sins and accept Yeshua as the Messiah. The Torah is to be written upon your heart. Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel. Now, let's look at Yeshua's earthly ministry and understand how his earthly ministry is associated with preparing the people for the kingdom of God coming in their midst so that they could repent and believe that gospel. Yeshua's ministry was in the Galilee. Matthew chapter 4 verse 12. Now when Yeshua had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into the Galilee. Now the reason why Yeshua is ministering in the Galilee is because it is a expectation that when the Messiah comes, he will be revealed in the Galilee. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, volume 2 on page 119 by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, he explains the Jewish expectation that the King Messiah will be revealed in the Galilee. Now, from the Sanchino Zohar Shemot, section 2, page 220a, it will also explain why it was thought that the Messiah would reveal himself in the Galilee. Said Rabbi Simeon, at the time when the dead will be awakened and be in readiness for the resurrection in the Holy Land, legions upon legions will arise on the soil of Galilee, and it is there that the Messiah is destined to reveal himself. Why? For that is the portion of Joseph, that is the northern kingdom, and it was the first part of the Holy Land to be destroyed or taken into exile, and it was there that the exile of Israel and their dispersion among the nations began, as the scripture says from Amos chapter 6 verse 6, but they are not grieved for the hurt of Joseph. You see, it is the task of the Messiah to gather the exile exiles of Israel. And the first of the taking of the 12 tribes of Israel took place in the Galilee area with the taking of those of the northern kingdom. In order to show that the Messiah is going to come and gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel, ending their exile, it was seen he would come to the Galilee to show who he was and um, to reveal his task. The northern kingdom was taken from the Galilee area initially, as we can see from 2 Kings 
Kings chapter 15, verse 29. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Tiglat-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he takes various cities that are mentioned there. And among the areas that he takes is Gilead and Galilee. And this area, the Galilee, falls into the land of Naphtali. And he carried them captive to Assyria. Now, in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, it tells about the next taking of the Assyrians, the next taking of the northern kingdom by the Assyrians, and in telling about the next invasion of the Assyrians to take the northern kingdom further captivity, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 explains that the next taking will be more severe than the original taking. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation when at the first or initially, which we read in 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 29, he lightly afflicted, compared to the one that's coming, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And afterward did he more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee the nations. The people that walked in darkness, what does it mean they walked in darkness? They departed from the Torah. They've seen a great light. Who's the great light? It is the Messiah. And they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, the land of the shadow of death is exile in the nations. Upon them has the light shined. The ministry of Yeshua is to gather the ten tribes. Matthew in chapter 4 in verses 14 through 16. Here in explaining Yeshua being in the Galilee, it says this is a fulfillment of what was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, now we're looking at Matthew chapter 4 verses 15 and 16, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness, that is the northern kingdom or the ten tribes that didn't follow Torah, saw a great light. That's the Messiah. He's the living Torah. The Torah is light and the Messiah is the great light. He's the living Torah. And to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, that is exile in the nations, light is sprung up. The light is the Messiah coming to bring the redemption in ending the exile of the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, when Yeshua ministered in the Galilee area, his ministry was at Capernaum. And Capernaum in Hebrew is Kafar Nahum, which means the village of comfort. Matthew chapter 4, verse 13, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. Capernaum is the Strong's number 2584 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and there it will explain to you that the word comes from the Hebrew Kafar Nahum, which means the village of comfort. Now, based upon what we covered earlier in the teaching, comfort is associated with ending the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. So Yeshua, he ministers in the Galilee because that is the area where the northern kingdom was initially taken captive by the Assyrians. And then there's a city in the Galilee where he primarily ministers at. And the name of the city is the village of comfort because comfort is associated with the end of the exile. So there's a deeper meaning here that's being communicated that Yeshua is the Messiah and he's coming to forgive the sins of the nation of Israel and 
to end their exile with primary emphasis on the northern kingdom because his ministry is centered in their area. Now, looking once again how comfort is associated with the end of the exile from Jeremiah in chapter 31 and verse 10, it is written, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. So the subject is gathering the exiles of Israel. And regarding gathering the exiles of Israel, it says in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 13, Then will the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy. The mourning is the exile. The joy is the end of the exile. And that joy is associated with, and I will comfort them. We can see this as well. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 16, that the end of mourning is associated with returning to the land of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, refrain your voice from weeping. These words are being spoken to Rachel and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they will come again from the land of the enemy. The land of the enemy is the nations of exile. There is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. So returning to their own border is refrain your voice from weeping. And so when you quit weeping, you are comforted. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, Isaiah chapter 40, and Yeshua is ministering in Capernaum, the village of comfort. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 16 that the exiles of Israel, that fishers would be sent for them. Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, that the day will come where it be said that the Lord lives that brought up the children of Israel. Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he's driven them and I will bring them again into the land that I gave their fathers. So the subject is returning to the land of Israel and regarding that it says in Jeremiah chapter 16 verse 16, behold I will send for many fishers says the Lord and they shall fish them. Because of this prophecy that fishers will be sent to the exiles of Israel Yeshua said when he called his disciples Mark chapter 1 verse 17 come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 and 19. Yeshua walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now in order to understand what Yeshua is communicating when he says I'm going to make you fishers of men, it has a dual meaning because man in Hebrew is Adam. Now, Adam is a term for everyone who lives on the earth, but Adam is also a term for the nation of Israel, as we're going to see. And fish in multiplying as fish is a blessing that was given to Ephraim, as we can see in Genesis chapter 48 and verse 16, where here we have Jacob giving the firstborn blessing to Ephraim. And this is what he says when he gives the blessing. The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them. This is referring to Ephraim and Manasseh in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And here's what it says in the King James. Let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. 
But where we see the phrase, let them grow, it is the Strong's number 1711 in the Hebrew dictionary. And the Hebrew word there is daga. And daga is the Hebrew word for fish. What it literally says in the Hebrew is let them increase as fish in the earth. But fish don't increase in the earth. Fish live in the sea. They increase in the sea. So because fish don't increase in the earth, this was not translated literally. It was translated, let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. But let's see that the Hebrew word daga means fish. And it's translated this way in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So the word fish here is daga. Now let's look to see where the nation of Israel are called men or Adam. Because Yeshua, in calling his disciples, said unto them in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, follow me me. And this is what will be the result when you follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. From the art scroll of the book of Ezekiel on page 30. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.